Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Russell Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin. I'm here with my little brother Micah. And yes, I know, it might seem a little weird that I'm not jumping off the walls and screaming and yelling like I often am, but we're here to talk about the releases, and I didn't think it was appropriate, bluntly. Uh, and honestly, I don't really feel like doing it today. So it's entirely possible that I will do it in the middle of this episode because I am naturally loud, but yeah, I'm just a little bummed. I was going to say, like, what's wrong with you? Are you yeah. are you all right? Welcome to Thoughts for Your Thoughts. <laughs> the Parks and we, Rec we do, joke. Yeah, we should do a whole Parks and Rec episode. Yeah. Um, I'm totally down for that. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard that WWE has released a boatload of people. It's currently 7.19 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and beautiful, sunny, but we can't go outside Florida. And uh, on April 17th, 2020, and I'm going to run down the list of names of the people that have been released. Uh, the beginning of the list will be the new releases that apparently were just just released a few moments ago. Uh, so, Tino, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing any of these. A lot of these are NXT guys. Tino Sabatelli, Cesar Bononi, Mars Wang, Tainara, Nick Komaroto, Alyssa Marino, Dan Matha, I know him, he's really good. MJ Jenkins, Deanna Perrazzo, also very talented. Alexander Jacksick, I believe. And then we're going to get into the names that everyone will know. Rusev is probably the biggest name of all the releases. Um, I, I'm going to guess the reason Rusev was released, and we'll, we'll talk a little more about this after we get to the list, but it's probably because he was in contract disputes and they decided they couldn't do anything with him anyway. No Way Jose was released. Mike and Maria Canellis. Primo and Epico. Rowan, which is really surprising because he literally was just in a huge program with Roman Reigns, uh, Brody Lee, yeah, and uh, Dana Bryan. Sarah Logan was released, who is the wife of uh, Raymond Rowe or Eric of the Viking Raiders. Uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows of the OC were released, even though they are the greatest tag team in the world, according to the WWE. They literally main evented WrestleMania. Yeah, literally, like two weeks ago. Uh, or last week, excuse me. EC3 was released, and of all the names on here, he's probably the one I, I, I'm really excited for his release because I think he wanted it for a long time, so I'm glad he's getting it. Uh, Drake Maverick, who I'm most heartbreaking o- heartbroken over, if you guys watched his Twitter comments, boy, it was rough. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Heath Slater. He's got kids, but he's got a new t-shirt that says, I got fired. Eric Young and Leo Rush, who I'm surprised at because he has a boatload of talent, but the reality is he's viewed as a troublemaker, whether or not you agree with that or not. Uh, But yes, he is viewed in many circles as a troublemaker. And then we've got producers that were either furloughed or released, and I don't have a separate list uh, other than the fact that I know Kurt Angle was fully released, and that's probably because his pay is much higher than the others. Uh, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, who is the dad of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas, Pat Buck, Fit Finley, who is, I don't want to give a man a credit for the hard work these ladies did, but if you ask any of the women in the women's revolution, name someone that really helped put you on the map and who you would, you know, in the WWE, you know, uh, credit a lot of your uh, your progress and your place in the car too, and they all say Fit Finley. If you go look at their historical Twitter and Instagram accounts, they all love the guy because he was the one in charge of training the women, and they absolutely loved him. Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, who was a former uh, former referee. He's also the son of Bullet Bob and the brother of Road Dog. Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, also known as the Hurricane. And Lance Storm, who just closed his wrestling school four months ago, I have no idea if uh, becoming a producer, you know, played in that decision. I would guess that it probably did, but I don't know that. Uh, And coaches, you've got Serena Deeb, uh, Ace Steel, and Kendo Kashin, I believe. Uh, Serena Deeb, if I'm correct, is the girl that was in CM Punk's group that shaved her head. I'm almost positive. It sounds right. And then for announcers, you've got Jerry Soto and, of course, Aiden English. Uh, Creative, you have Andrea Listenberger, which usually if they fire a writer, 
I mean, we all know how I feel about WWE writers, but she's the one that was in charge of Otis and Mandy. One of the only storylines in the past six months that have been any good. Why would they not fire the guy that was responsible for Rowan's spider? Maybe they did. Maybe it was Rowan's idea. <laughs> maybe it was. In which case, uh, maybe he deserved it. It's his other on-air talent, Josiah Williams and John Quasto. I don't know who that is. And last but not least, and I actually skipped referees because I, I want to talk about this for a minute. Mike Chioda. Mike Chioda's been with WWE since 1989, and he was just released. And uh, you talk about not having any loyalty. It yeah. blows my mind. Is he still like full-time like refing, or is he just kind of somebody they've been paying at home? No, he, I don't understand the situation. I know that he has not been regularly refereeing in a year. Okay. So I, I don't I don't know the situation. I mean, it depends on the situation. If he's somebody that, hey, wanted to come off the road, want to spend more. I mean, surely he's worked for WWE for 30, you know, 30 something years. He's got enough money to retire, I would think. Um, yeah, he's only 53. Like that, he's not old. That's true, yeah. Um, but I would, I would surely hate to think that a guy that wanted to stay on, wanted to do something with your company, he'd been there for 30 years. They've never, as far as I'm aware, never had any scandals or anything with. Uh, I would hate to think they just released him just because money's a little tight. And spoiler alert, it's not. I mean, No, it's not. And we're going to talk about that too. I did some math. I have a finance degree, um, people. Did, also, did you mention Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go down the list and we're going to do the, the, the ones that are probably the most notable and we're going to talk about them. Yeah. But before we do that, I want to talk about something. So all of the cutbacks that the WWE have done has saved them $4 million a month. Okay. That's $48 million a year. The talent that they've cut has saved them $703,000 a month. Now, for those of you that aren't really familiar with how much money the WWE makes, you might think, holy smokes, that's a boatload of money. It's $8.4 million a year, a little more than that, okay? $8.4 mil million a year. In 2020, even with the loss of WrestleMania, with the loss of all these house shows, with ratings tanking, and I have no idea if that affects marketing dollars or not. I believe they will in the future, but not currently. But that is a paltry point. 8% of the money that they would have made. So for less than 1% of the money that WWE is making this year, they cut, I don't know, I'm not going to sit here and count them, but 25, 30 people in the arguably the biggest pandemic in U.S. history. Not only, would you not only that, but it's a pandemic. And during the pandemic, the people you're releasing can't work. That is my next point. Yeah. So do you remember six, eight months ago when a lot of people were asking for their release? And of course, no one got it. I right? know Mike and Maria specifically were asking for their release. Yep. And the OC, their contracts were coming up. And they said, no, 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 no. You guys are way too talented. And they said, well, we, you guys haven't done anything with us for years. Oh, no, but you're, you're so talented. Sign these new giant contracts, and we'll put you with AJ. Yeah. So what do they do? They sign the giant contracts. They five go with five years, buddy. right? Yeah, five years. They're paired with their good buddy AJ Styles, and they main event WrestleMania. What a wonderful thing. Instead of going to AEW, or new, AEW who has the hottest tag team division in arguably the world right now, or New Japan, a place that both of them feel at home in, because they really Carl Anderson made his name in New Japan, yeah. and Luke Gallows was a big part of of the Bullet Club. Instead of doing that, they stayed with the WWE. They were promised big things. They didn't really get big things, but they were paired with AJ. They got the main event of WrestleMania, kinda, uh, and they got a decent amount of money for a while. Well, now that no one can sign them, because New Japan, literally the leadership of New Japan said. Wrestling should be the last thing that opens. We need to focus on businesses. We need to make sure people stay healthy. Wrestling should be the last thing. AEW is filmed up for months, and they are not doing any more right now. Period. I don't think any company right now is spending money, frivolously at least. Yeah. So why not cut all these people 
at the most opportune time for the business. Also, Vince McMahon is a liar because he said WWE had nothing to do with the XFL. And yet, WWE owned 23% of their Class B stock. Yep. Almost a quarter. Almost a quarter for those of, their of you, class B For those stock. of you that don't know, XFL recently went bankrupt and all of this was 100%. released. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you just think, they've got to release all these guys because they've got to have enough money to pay the Florida government. Right. And we're not, I don't even want to get into that. You're welcome to if you want to, but my gosh, I don't know enough about politics and I did not research it enough, but I do know that they dedicated a bunch of money to Florida, like moments before Florida said, oh, by the way, WWE is essential. It's not, guys. Not I'm essential. sure it's completely unrelated. Oh, of course. How could it be related? Yeah. And it just so happened to be Linda McMahon's super PAC. Yeah. The money. I mean, but yeah, yeah who, there's who, a lot of information who, about that out there from a lot of people that know more than us. If you want to go look it up, it's there. Um, that's correct. But I feel like that is worth adding to this conversation. Yeah, 100%. So this is my personal opinion, and I've never been a big fan of Vince McMahon as a person, okay? I do think that some of the terrible, horrible, awful things that he's done in the past, most notably Brett screwing Brett, wasn't all his fault. And we'll have a round table discussing that. But when your champion refuses to lose the title and is leaving, okay, fine. What he did was terribly wrong, but but this is, in my opinion, a pretty evil thing to do. And maybe I'm looking too much into it, but my gosh, when 25 to 30 people are cut when they cannot be hired right now because no one is working... After years of saying, you know, we, we can't cut you, you're too important. Specifically the last year with AEW. I mean, my gosh, they wouldn't let anybody go. Nobody. And not only is, that, they were signing everyone. It's like, oh, yeah. you have a heartbeat and you can take a bump, you're getting signed. 100%. And so they just, they just dump people at the absolute worst possible time. Now, having a finance degree, I will tell you, I do understand the business side of this. You do have to make cuts. That is true. But I will also tell you that any business that goes, mm, we're going to do this big thing, and oh, they're only saving the company less than 1%, your shareholders, not happy, buddy. Not happy. So this is just a horrible thing that Vince has done. It's horrible timing. This man, the 100 millionaire or perhaps billionaire, has cut these people that aren't making a lot of money. Look, maybe, I don't know, maybe the OC was making good money. Rusev was probably making decent money. I, I pretty much know. But all these NXT guys, they're not making anything. These yeah. coaches, probably not making much. It, it just blows my mind that at this time, in one of the most difficult, strange times in American history, after at least a solid year of saying, there's no way we're cutting anyone, we're signing every one of these huge contracts, he cuts them at the absolute most inopportune time. Yeah, I think it was John Moxley that said something that really resonated to me a while back, before this even happened. Because, you know, the whole thing when he quit, apparently Vince McMahon cried whenever he quit. Like, he was, he was really close with John. But they obviously had a lot of differences when it came to creative and the business side. He said that Vince McMahon cares about his employees on a personal level. He does not care about them on a business level. Right. And I think that's a really good way of putting it. He's, a, he's an odd man. Uh, watching a lot of documentaries and, and his interactions throughout the years, you watch him, man, it looks like he loves his guys. He's one of the guys. And a lot of the stories you hear, yeah, he, he, he does do things right by his guys a lot. But a lot of times when it comes to these business decisions, and I understand to be a good businessman, sometimes you have to shut it off. But man, some of these moves are just despicable, in my opinion. Like like my place of business, for instance, they're handling this very well. We're an essential business. We're in the automotive field. So we are still open. We're still operational. We still have to provide uh, services to the police departments and the ambulance services and all that. So I get while we're essential. But through this, they're making sure that our pay, because we're commission-based, not only, not only is our pay not less than what we were previously receiving, we're getting paid more because we're out here in a hazardous situation. I know a lot of places, I know a lot of banks, like in your industry, are paying yeah. hazard pay. 
and really we are we're getting hazard yeah they're taking care of their employees through a time like this okay if you need to cut these guys because you're having a bad quarter that's fine but wait until everything calms down wait until they have a chance to go to ring of honor or new japan or aew and and make make a paycheck now i will say maybe we don't have any idea what we're talking about because you know they do have a 90-day non-compete clause and i don't know how you get their downside guarantee. Yeah, I don't know how that is all set up, but it's, I would assume they're at least getting paid a little bit for 90 more days. In 90 more days, will everything be back to normal? No, it's not. But will wrestling still be a thing? Will maybe Ring of Honor be opening in some indies? It's very possible some of these smaller shows will open up and give these guys a chance to, to make some money. But I, I it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And, and a lot of people say that, you know, everybody's harder on WWE and on Vince McMahon than we would be on Tony Khan. If Tony Khan did this, I'd be saying the same thing. 100%. It's it's not a Vince McMahon versus Tony Khan, AEW versus WWE thing. It is, and and I get, I do get, AEW is a privately owned company. WWE is a publicly traded company. So that changes things, obviously. But at what point, since you're in charge, I mean, I know the shareholders and all that, but you are the owner of this company, you are in charge, you make the decisions, do you have to stand up for your employees? And I think that's something that this man should have done, but I think they're really just, they're, they're going into a, 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 a bad first quarter and they're trying to save money wherever they can. And are you going to get into how much aid or how much WWE is, is projected to earn this year? Are you going to go into that? Yeah. Yeah. I said that at the beginning, $1 billion, $1 billion. They're set to earn this year. One billion dollars. That is an insane amount of money. And you, you can't convince me that these guys getting released during this time is is saving the company. It's stopping the sinking ship. It's literally a drop in the bucket. It is. Literally. It's, it's like if I cut off Netflix. I decided that my budget didn't have budget for Netflix and Hulu. Let's throw Hulu in there. Let's throw WWE Network in there. Why don't we? I'm going to cancel my WWE Network. I'm going to cancel my Hulu. I'm going to cancel my Netflix. Is that going to solve all my financial problems? No, it's not. No. If my rent's not paid with Netflix, Hulu, and WWE Network, if I cancel those, it's still not getting paid. But not only that, if I had a surplus of $10,000 a month, why would I cut that? It would be dumb. And that's kind of where I'm I'm going with this. But Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. So let's let's play a game real quick. Okay. Um actually let let me say one more thing really quickly. So just as an example, if you make fifty thousand dollars a year, point eight and that's what, that's kind of I don't know the actual average, but I know it's somewhere around there. So fifty thousand dollars a year, point eight percent is four hundred bucks. That's it. That's that's sad. Yeah. So it's literally a drop in the bucket, guys. Literally. Um, so we're going to play a game, and we're going to go through the top 10 people that have or the, the top 10 contracts of 2019. These are only active WWE competitors. Okay, that's it. So that means your one-offs don't count. It has to be someone active on the roster does that mean brock lesnar doesn't count brock lesnar does count okay yes all right well, um and, and other people that, <laughs> yeah so other people may count that you might not think counts so if they're linked to the wwe and have been for a long time they're going to count but your one-offs like I, i'll tell you tyson fury is not on this list and he would be and i'll get into that separately okay so i'm, I'm gonna give you three strikes we're gonna see how many you can get okay gotcha so top ten, go. Uh, Brock Lesnar is definitely on there. Brock Lesnar is number one. Yeah, he made ten million dollars last year, which is more than all of these people combined. Mm. Man, that's that's rough. <laughs> yeah, they could just cut him and save more than they cut all of those other people. And guess what? They're all better wrestlers than he is. That would make Chris Cumby very happy. And you know what? Brock Lesnar would still be a multi-millionaire. He'd be fine. Sure. Anyways, uh, Goldberg, is he on the list? 
it's, Goldberg it's is one on off. this list. Yeah, he's had what? How many matches do you have last year? Three. I don't know. He about had about five minutes worth of matches. Yeah, uh, three million dollars. About a million a minute. Not not a bad uh, not a bad financial plan. Yeah. Uh, number seven, by the way. I'm gonna assume Undertaker's still on the list, right? Is he a one-off? Undertaker is not on the list. I, I don't believe. Oh, he only that... like wrestles at WrestleMania, so yeah, I guess he's technically a one-off. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Roman Reigns, I assume, is on there. Roman Reigns is number two. Yep, he's the face of the company. Uh, the poster boy, five million, so half of what Lesnar made at number two. I'm gonna assume Seth Rollins is on the list. Seth Rollins is number four. Okay. Seth Rollins, who said, "Guys, don't hate the WWE for this. You know, we all need to rally together." We're going to talk about that too. Yeah. Four million dollars. Also, Definitely. I just want to mention something. Rusev gave twenty five thousand dollars to indie wrestling last month in support of wrestlers that didn't have a paycheck during these times, and I feel like that's a great thing to do. And this is his thanks for it, but it's okay because he's going to go somewhere better that will treat him better. Anyways, one hundred percent. I uh, hope that he goes to AEW and New Japan. I'd love to see him in both. He'd he be would great. be great, at least in New Japan. I would like to see him in AEW, but he would be great in New Japan. They love big guys like that. Yeah. Uh, I think the OC are going to New Japan. Um, also. Yeah. Or at least Carl Anderson. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I think number three is Becky Lynch. Is number three Becky Lynch? Number six is Becky Lynch. Hey, I was hoping. Paid... Yeah, I was hoping she made more than Seth Rollins. Yeah, she is the highest paid female on this list at $3.1 million. Okay. Um, John Cena's not active anymore, so I would think he's not that on the list. That's correct. Uh, let's see. We've got is Bray Wyatt on the list? Bray Wyatt is not on the list, but this is for 2019. Remember, so he didn't really. Oh, last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's so, start with you, by the way. You got okay. one more. Uh, 2019. 2019. Think of your biggest stars. Because there's one on here you're just obviously missing. The others are kind of difficult, but the number three is super obvious. I'm thinking Drew McIntyre deserves to be on there. He's not, but he deserves to be on no, there. No, not in 2019. <laughs> uh, I know I'm missing it, but I'm trying to think of the roster of WWE, and I've only got like four people in my head. So, okay. uh, is Rey Mysterio on the list? Rey Mysterio is strike three for you. He is not on the list. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go down the rest of them. I'm going to give you the rest of them, okay? Okay. So, Lesnar number one, 10 million. Roman Reigns number two, 5 million. Number three is Randy Orton. Oh, uh, yeah. One million. Number four, Seth Rollins with four. Triple H, three point three million. Is he, number wait, five. Does Triple H count? He counts. When's the last time he wrestled? Uh, he wrestled, I think, twice last year. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, number six at three point one million. Goldberg, number seven at three million. Shane McMahon, number eight with two point one million. Stephanie McMahon, number nine oh with two million. So is this just Ron for their on-air talent? Does this doesn't include their pay for being the sons and daughters? I think Stephanie had that one match at WrestleMania. I think that was last – not one last year. It was the year before. I have no idea. Uh, Braun Strowman was number 10 at $1.9 million. This is last year when they were doing nothing with him. Wow. Also, for a one-off appearance, Tyson Fury was paid $15 million. For literally the worst match – well, the second worst match – it's not even the worst match of that night, to be fair. Second worst match, middle. second worst match I've seen probably of all time. It was so bad. Million dollars, fifty percent more than Brock Lesnar made. I didn't even know who he was. Match in Saudi Arabia. I still yeah, don't know who boxing, he is. Yeah, he's a he's huge in boxing. I mean, he's a big name, but it's like saying someone's dollars. huge in table tennis. <laughs> not a real sport. All right, we want pro wrestling. Give me Rey Mysterio. Give me Edge. So, not including Tyson Fury, and this is just rough math in my head. It's about thirty-eight million dollars from your first from your top ten, which is about four, about a little over four and a half times the amount of annual pay from these thirty or so guys and gals. So, also, yeah. how terrible is it that Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon even took a salary for being on-air talent? When they get yeah. paid so much behind the scenes for being in creative. Like, I understand yeah. getting paid to do bumps, but if you don't want to do bumps, you don't have to do bumps, all right? You got on TV because yeah. you wanted to be on TV. The fact they that you took money away from these people fighting, scratching, and clock, I don't, 
I don't I don't like that. They're, they're, I like it they're at all. McMahon. I'm actually kind of okay with Triple H because he I'm okay really with Triple H because he is a wrestler. And I'm kind of okay with Shane McMahon because he's almost died like six or seven times. Stephanie McMahon really bothers me. But yeah. if my dad were Vince McMahon and he wanted to pay me to be on TV, I'd be like, why would you pay me to be on TV? First of all, I'm your son. Second of all, I'm also a millionaire now. Third of all, I, I don't need this. Give this to the people in NXT. Use this money elsewhere. Don't give it to Tyson Fury or Brock Lesnar, though. In that case, I'll take your money. Maybe that was Shane McMahon's thinking. I don't know. <laughs> They're going to waste so. it on somebody else that can't wrestle. So let's go down. Let's go down this list here. Actually, for, let's talk about Seth Rollins first. Okay. And I'm actually not going to rant on Seth Rollins today, because I, let me tell you, I have never been so furious. I never thought I could hate this guy more than when he came out and he's like, "Guys, guys, guys, look." I understand a lot of people are criticizing WWE, but we all just, we need to stick together at times like these. We need to rally together. And I'm like, all right, Mr. $4 million a year, why don't you lose your job and not be, let's say you're not able to afford to pay your, or, or to feed your family and see where you are. But he's come out and he said some other things. And I have decided, <clears throat> excuse me, I have decided that Seth Rollins is not a butt kisser. I've decided that he's an idiot. It's entirely because possible. Yeah, because he came out and he said, like, oh, man, you know, I want to stick with indie wrestling. This other place is my home. And I'm like, you know, the guy must have some sort of empathy. So instead of him actually just kissing this man's butt, we all know how bad he is at Twitter. We've ran I've ranted about that months ago. CM right? Punk has also ranted about that. <laughs> yeah. So we all know how terrible he is at Twitter. I think the guy is just not very smart. I really do. I think he's a dummy. And I think that he opens his mouth without saying, without thinking through what he's saying. I don't think he quite understands, similar to Braun Strowman from a couple weeks ago, I don't think he quite understands the severity of people that aren't going through what he is, what, or, or I don't think he understands the severity of these people that have lost their jobs, may have struggles feeding their family. If Seth Rollins lost his job tomorrow, he would be a multimillionaire. He'd never have to work again. Yeah. But a lot of these guys are losing their jobs and hoping to be able to feed their family in a few months. Now, I hope that they've been able to save up money. Um, obviously, that's a very responsible thing to do. But the reality is, it's entirely possible they didn't. They thought, man, I have a job with WWE. I just signed a five-year contract. Let's go buy this big, nice house. And then a few months later, they get let go. It's entirely possible. I don't know their financial situation. I don't want to put words in their mouth, but it is a very likely thing. Because I tell you, being in the financial industry happens all the time. People come into a, a wave of money and then they spend it. Oh, yeah. And it's entirely possible. Look at lottery winner, winners everywhere. Yeah. yeah, they all lose their money. And I, I will Maybe. say, I don't like how these contracts are laid out. I don't like that you sign a five-year contract with them, but they don't sign a five-year contract with you. Right. I don't know if that's the way all wrestling contracts are. I don't know if that's the way all business contracts are, but I wouldn't sign that contract. If you're not going to dedicate five years to me, I'm not dedicating five years to you. That's right. just that's just crappy. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible situation. So let's highlight some of our favorite wrestlers here, and let's talk about some, some pretty cool memories. So I want to start with Zack Ryder. Um, Cody released this really nice thing about him, which made me think maybe he's going to AEW and said how much of a hard worker Zack Ryder is and how he literally pulled himself up from nothing. Zack Ryder was in a tag team with Kurt Hawkins as the Major Brothers because WWE likes to put fictional brothers together. And then they paired with Edge, and then they broke up. And Zack Ryder released the Long Island ICC on YouTube. The guy was nothing. He was nowhere. He was doing nothing. And the guy got himself over. But unfortunately, Vince McMahon didn't want him to get over on his own, so he buried him. But you know what? He still made a good 14-year career out of it. He made a lot of money. And my favorite memory of Zack Ryder is when he climbed that ladder, grabbed the Intercontinental Championship. Even though he lost it the very next night, he still grabbed that title, and he had a moment at WrestleMania with his father. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't have, and it was still special. I do actually remember that. I was telling Matthew before the show, it's going to be difficult for me because I didn't watch wrestling in the 2010s at all. And most of these guys' highlights are in the 2010s, it appears. 
But I actually do remember that, and that was a really cool moment. I will also say, when AEW was forming, Cody was questioned about Zack Ryder and said, Hey, what about Zack Ryder? He's your best friend. Are you going to go for him for AEW? He said, You know, I haven't even approached him because he is a WWE lifer. He is dedicated to that company, and he's not going to leave. What about now, Cody? Yeah. What, what, do you, Zach what, do you, what do you think Zack Ryder feels about that now? I bet he's coming to AEW. There's not a whole lot of people. I don't I don't like when everybody sees these guys really it's like always going to AEW, always going to AEW. The 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 fact of the matter is maybe three or four people from this list are going to AEW. Yeah. M- maybe. If anybody, because AEW's got a pretty stacked roster at the moment, but they right. they'd obviously take any talent. I think Zack Ryder is the only one that is a gimme. Or yeah. or he retires. One of the two. I think if he goes anywhere, he goes to AEW. Thirty-four, I think. I mean, he's still very young. You, you still see people at that age, though, when they get released and they they have that kind of money. They're just like, you know what? I I'm done with this. Yeah. More power to him, by the way. If you don't want to paralyze yourself or get injured, and you got plenty of money to spend time with your family, all all for it. Yeah, he can collect his little action figures, spend some yep. time with his lovely lady, and uh, live live an easy life for the next fifty, sixty years. Yep. I'm down with that, Zach Ryder. If that's what you want to do, awesome. Uh, Rusev. So I, I've mentioned before on this episode, I don't have a lot of experience with Rusev. I know Kyle absolutely loves him. Um, I didn't watch a lot of Rusev in WWE, but I do remember him coming into WrestleMania in a tank. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I can't believe he lost to John Cena. If he would have beat John Cena, he would have been a huge star. But how many people can we say that for? Wade Barrett, original Bray Wyatt. I think there's, you sit here and think about it for a few minutes. There is probably a dozen. 15 of them that you could say that for. Uh, Rusev is one of those guys that has all the talent in the world. And I don't know how or why, because he's gigantic and Vincent man loves gigantic guys, but I do not understand how someone with so much charisma and so much talent can, you know, be used the way that he has been used over the years. It's because and, he's foreign. Uh, <laughs> maybe, but I, I don't, I, I do love him coming in on a tank. That's my favorite memory of Rusev. And uh, yeah, I really look forward to what he's going to do uh, in hopefully AEW and New Japan. Yeah, he's he's one of the other ones that I th- would love to see in AEW. I'd love to see more out of him. Uh, I, is Rusev his WWE name or did he bring that in? Do you know? As far as I know, that is his WWE name. His name's Alexander Barnashev, I think, yeah. which I hope he doesn't go with. We're going to have to go with another, another name there, Rusev. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to find something for you. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't have a whole lot of experience with Rusev, but what I did see is a lot of comedy chops, a very charismatic guy. Um, obviously, the last taste I have in my mouth of Rusev was the terrible Lana and Bobby Lashley segment. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment that I watched of him recently was when he came in with that Donald Duck shirt because right. that was hilarious. Um, shows that he's a guy with a great sense of humor. He's also just a good big guy. You don't see a lot of guys his size that are actually good wrestlers. And one of my favorite things are big guys that can actually wrestle. So, yeah, I really look forward to him and wherever he goes. He'd be great in New Japan. He'd be great anywhere he went, really. Yeah. Uh, Drake Maverick. And if you watch Drake Maverick's, Drake Maverick's goodbye video on Twitter, it was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, Drake Maverick, who was also very, very well presented in Impact Wrestling, along with his good buddy EC3, uh, the 24-7 stuff, when that title was first announced, I thought it would be the dumbest thing in the world. And right now it is. Let's be blunt. Right now it's miserably bad. But for a solid couple months... There were two men that made that title worth something. One of them is Ron Killings, R-Truth, and the other one is Drake Maverick. And because of Drake Maverick, he and R-Truth had some of the most memorable, funny, entertaining segments in WWE history, in my opinion. I mean, they're so, so good. I look forward to those stupid 24-7 segments, not because the title was any good, not because the idea was any good, because our truth and Drake Maverick were given absolute crap, and they make gold out of it. I will really miss Drake Maverick. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of experience with his wrestling. I know that he's a great uh, competitor in the, I think it's the cruiserweight division. Is a lot of what right. he does. Um, but yeah, what I have seen him, mean, he's got a great personality. 
And uh, yeah, he's he's very very funny. Obviously, very talented. So he'll I'm sure he'll do well, well wherever he goes. And I think he'd even be good on commentary somewhere from from what I've seen from him. I haven't seen a whole lot, but from what I have seen. He's, got a, he's a he's very, very good promo. Very, very charismatic. Got a great voice, I think, for it. Yeah. We've already talked a little bit about the OC, but I believe that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows were woefully underused. They're both absolutely hilarious, and they're funny on their own. You know, AJ Styles in, in this persona is one of the best characters I've ever seen in wrestling, and I'm obviously super biased. I love AJ. Carnage and Luke Gallows are good without AJ. And playing off AJ made them better, but they're good without him. And the fact that they were with WWE for years and were never, never used properly other than a month or two at a time is absolutely heartbreaking. The last time they won the titles, I believe it was the last time, they just constantly lost and lost and lost and lost. They eventually lost the titles, and then they won that stupid cup in Saudi Arabia and they cut promos. That's right. They're the best tag team in the universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. WWE just cut the best tag team in the world. Don't get it. Don't get it. I mean, if I had the best tag team in the world, I wouldn't cut them. I don't understand. But they're so good. They just had a WrestleMania dream, and they were included in that incredible, amazing Boneyard match, which unfortunately basically killed them off. And uh, I... I don't often watch non-American wrestling, okay? Not because I don't enjoy it, but the reality is I just don't have time because I've got a full-time job, I have a beautiful wife, I have good friends, I have a lot of hobbies. Wrestling is my only hobby, and I dedicate 7 to 10 hours a week to it. But if I see them in a match on a Japanese pay-per-view, I'm 100% watching it. I want to see what they'll do and how they do in Japan. I think it'll be very exciting. And obviously if they're on AEW, I watch it every week anyway. So I, I hope I get to see these guys again. Yeah. Um, Carl Anderson has actually already posted videos. He went by machine gun Anderson, I think, or was it machine gun Carl Anderson, maybe in new Japan. Uh, he's already posted videos. Uh, one of them just had like a little, some work of his in uh, new Japan and had some stuff that said San Francisco, Tokyo coming soon, stuff like that. Uh, I really think they're going to end up in New Japan. I wouldn't be surprised to see them end up in AEW eventually, but I don't know if they'll do that right now. I think they may spend some time in, in Japan. Uh, they obviously will be very appreciated over there from what I've seen uh, right. with the Bullet Club and everything. Uh, but yeah, they're very talented. It's It boggles my mind that they got cut. I understand... I like from a creative standpoint, I understand everybody else on this list pretty much. I understand Rusev. They didn't have anything for him. He's not happy. Whatever. Cut him. You know, that's fine. I don't understand from a creative standpoint at all the OC. They just had this big program at WrestleMania. Uh, they've been with AJ Styles. I don't think from the way AJ talked, they wanted to leave. Um, it I, doesn't, I don't understand it at all. Unless they're getting paid way more than they should have been getting paid. They were. Know. 100%, yeah. That, that had to be it. But, I mean, a lot of people are getting paid way more than they should, should be getting paid in WWE because of AEW coming up. But Right. I don't know. It's it's upsetting. It's upsetting, especially, like, AJ's uh, thoughts and everything on it. He thinks it's his fault, basically. Like, he tried to, to give him a bunch of stuff to do and, and join him with him, and he feels like he didn't do enough from, from what I took from his Twitter post. Um, yeah. Which is heartbreaking. It's not it his is. fault. It's not. It's 100% not his fault. Um, but... You know, wherever they go, they'll they'll be successful. They're big names. Uh, would like yeah. to see uh, Luke Gallows come in as Festus in AEW. That'd be great. That would um, be not great, but okay. It's it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Mm. Um, Heath Slater, and Heath Slater's a very interesting one because I remember Heath Slater debuting with the Nexus in that weird NXT. You know, they did the weird NXT games that Wade Barrett won and probably deserved to win. Uh, I mean, obviously, Dan O'Brien, but Wade Barrett was pushed as the big star. Daniel O'Brien was pushed as a big star. And Heath Slater, out of all these Nexus guys, other than Daniel O'Brien, who had years and years and years of experience on the indies and is one of, if not the greatest workers of all time, Heath Slater is the one that stuck, stuck around. He was around for 10 years, more. I mean, the guy did everything. 
He did his one-man band gimmick. He won a bunch of tag titles with the Nexus. He had did his I Got Kids thing. He teamed with Rhino. Heath Slater is someone that, no offense to the guy, probably shouldn't have stuck around as long as he did, right? And he worked so hard and was so entertaining in just a different way that he was able to stick around in WWE for a decade. And I think that says something about his talent and probably his character too. The last thing we saw Heath Slater talk about is him congratulating Drew McIntyre on winning the title, his very good friend that was in 3MB with him and Jinder Mahal, and talked about how Drew all Drew's mom always believed in him and knew he'd be WWE champion one day, and she passed away. And he was talking about how he knows that she is sitting, down, she's up in heaven looking down at her little boy. And I just thought it was a really heart heartfelt moment. Uh, he Slater, he'll be legitimately missed. I mean, even though he hasn't been on TV much, anytime you see him, he does good stuff. So I, I, I'll really miss Heath Slater. Maybe it's because I'm from Alabama, but I really like Heath Slater. I don't know. I don't know if that plays into it a lot, but he's hilarious to me. Um, yeah. How how old is he? Do we know? I'll find out right now. Okay. He, uh, I mean, he's got kids, so he's obviously not super young. Uh, but he, he, it, the fact that he's, 36. he's how much? 36. 36. Okay. So he's about Drew McIntyre's age then, a little younger even, I believe. Um, the, the fact that he's the last member of the third man, three man band that doesn't have a uh, world title win is a shame. But I think Heath Slater, honestly, is the one person from this list I see going out, making a name for himself in the indies, doing the same thing Drew McIntyre did. Uh, and Jinder Mahal. And Jinder Mahal, uh, perhaps getting on these same uh, what, what vitamins that they're on. Um, <laughs> what is it that uh, 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 Hulk Hogan always said? Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Yeah, he's going to yeah. start doing that. And uh, maybe he does. I don't know. He's he's got kids, so who knows? Uh, but you know, I could see him doing that, coming back to WWE, and uh, having a little program maybe with Drew, having a program with some other people. I think that'd be good. Um, I think he's very funny though, and and he's got a lot of charisma, so he'll be fine wherever. But I would think we shouldn't count him out for leaving WWE forever. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he came back. Yeah. Same. Uh, and and I, I don't – this next guy, I don't want to talk about him because I'm such a huge fan. I want to talk about him because he just had this huge storyline, and that's Eric Rowan. So Eric Rowan teamed with the exalted one, Brody Lee, also known as Luke Harper, and wrestled Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. He was in this huge storyline with uh, Derek Rowan. Remember Derek Rowan? Yep. yep. That was written off really quickly. Yep. And uh, he got through that. He was drafted to Raw. He was given a spider. He was given a cage. Given a cage. And they're like, go out there, and this is your thing now. And I'm sure he probably thought, whatever. This might as well happen, right? So he's got the cage, and eventually they just like, ah, we're going to make it a spider. They make it a spider, and then Drew McIntyre kills it the next week. This is the creative's fault that it was bad. It's not his fault. It was creative's fault. He's been squashing jobbers for what six months at this point, or ever. And then they just like, "Whoop, oh, we're done with that." Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, this release, I'm really surprised by. I'm really surprised they would release the tag team partner of a guy that just went to AEW. That's probably right. not taking that much from their payroll. If I had to think, maybe he is. I don't know. Um, that, that kind of boggles my mind, not because he's a, a lock-in for going to AEW, but just, just the connection there. Um, I don't know. I think that's a little weird. I think Rowan did some stuff in New Japan before, didn't he? Didn't he have some? I don't, I don't know that. To be true. Uh, it, he may not have. He would be good there. He's a big guy. They like big guys. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot of experience with him. I haven't ever seen a promo from him. I mean, I've seen a little stuff with a spider, but yeah. I, would, I wouldn't call that a promo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the I haven't seen like great in ring work from him either, but he's a big guy. Vince usually likes big guys. That's kind of a surprise, but yeah, it's not his fault. The uh, they had no idea what they were going to put in the cage when they gave him the cage. Um, you know, it it 
it's dumb that they start storylines without knowing when they're going to finish. It's kind of like the Star Wars sequel trilogy, but whatever. Um, uh, let's be fair. And we're not talking about this, but any Star Wars trilogy, Luke kissed Leia, and they, he had no idea they were brother and sister. Lucas had no clue. But anyway, this is a wrestling show, not a Star Wars show. I mean, I'm from Alabama. It totally makes sense. Um, no. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't have a whole lot of deep feelings either way with Rowan. I think it's weird that they did throw him out so quickly, but they obviously didn't have anything else for him. Didn't see it going anywhere. So we'll see where he yeah. ends up. And I want to talk about one final one. And last week on Raw, Bobby Lashley said, maybe I need new management or a new wife. And Mr. Leo Rush sent him a message. He's like, hey, Bobby, remember me? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how great would that be? I'd love to see Leo Rush back on the main roster managing Mr. Bobby Lashley because I think Bobby was never better than when he was with Leo Rush. Because let's be honest, Lana isn't doing Bobby Lashley any favors. She's not. Sorry. People don't like her. She doesn't draw ratings. She's not entertaining. Leah Rush is. Leah Rush is incredibly entertaining. He can cut an amazing promo. And if you need him to get in the ring, he's about four foot two. But my gosh, is he good. He is incredible in the ring. And I just don't... The only reason I can think of them firing him is because of uh, the, the fact that he's kind of viewed as a troublemaker, as I mentioned earlier in the show, which is disappointing. But, you know, when you get that put on you in any any type of business, it's, it's hard to shake that. So I do understand this cut, even though I don't particularly – I, I didn't particularly want to see him go. It would have been great to see Bobby Lashley toss him like a dwarf Yeah, in Lord of the Rings. It would have been great. Yeah. Uh, I will say, going back to Heath, uh, Heath Slater, wouldn't it be great to see him as like Lance Archer's tag team partner? That just popped in my head. Having Why? having him do all the promos and just being this outgoing, hilarious guy, and Lance Archer being the straight, I want to murder people. I would like to see it. I like stuff okay. like that. Put them together. You heard, it, before. you heard it. Here, I like, I like you heard it here. Tony Khan. No, Jake Roberts okay. still has to be there, and he has to like try to reel him in. Like he stop. You're, you're embarrassing us. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be a trio. Okay. So if we didn't talk about anyone. Don't think that we don't care about them. I just wanted to highlight a couple people that maybe were most notable or that I had specific memories of. Before so, we move on, should we talk about Sarah yeah. Logan and what happened on yeah. Heaven last week? So yeah, go right ahead. It's got to be a work now, right? For sure. They gotta didn't just release this woman after breaking her arm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because we were we were discussing on, on last week's Week interview that it, it it came off as real, the fact that they would bury this woman with having her just scream and cry. Bravo on her acting, by the way, because even yeah. though I was convinced it was a work, the only thing that told me that it may have been a shoot is the fact that this woman was bawling her eyes out. Yeah. So maybe not the best woman's wrestler on the roster, but hey, she may have a job in acting because that was really convincing. Um, but yeah, they just totally buried her. Uh, it's It's weird. They've got... They've got the entire. She's part of the Riot Squad, right? Well, she what? Yeah, when they were the when they were when they something. were a thing. It's weird. They've got the entire Riot Squad on the roster, and they have nothing to do with any of them. And they just cut one of them, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so definitely, definitely work now. My mind is convinced. Uh, I guess what I thought was true. They're gonna have uh, Shayna Baszler start killing some folks. I guess. And, uh, ruining some careers, they could have like thrown uh, could have thrown Leo Rush in there for get some intergender matches going. Have her have her really elevate herself by destroying a man, a four foot tall man. Mitchell. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to. I originally thought maybe we could guess who else was going to be released, but I think that's kind of morbid. So I don't think we're going to do that. Brock Lesnar. But I do. Goldberg. I do. <laughs> I do. I do think there will be more releases. I do. Um, yeah. I think we might all, see some more by the time this episode is released after this SmackDown. That is yeah, my guess. I'm thinking, well, I don't know. The plan is to release the episode tomorrow morning. Hopefully they don't announce it like tonight. <laughs> that would be terrible. At the end of the show, you have Bray Wyatt sitting there and he's listing all the names like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was not, let's not do that. But yeah, I just, this is a heartbreaking situation. If you are a wrestler, even if you're not, someone affected by these WWE releases. If you're an independent wrestler and you want to talk about this, please get in touch with us. You can find us on 
uh, Instagram and Twitter, at, or Instagram and Facebook at Wrestle Life Radio on Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter, and you can find me at Wrestle Life Mad on Instagram and Twitter. And I, uh, I, I do have one we'll more talk- thing to say. Yeah, go ahead. Just popped in my head. Ring of Honor has not laid off a single person during this time. Not only that, yeah. if they had promised dates to their wrestlers, they've been paying their wrestlers. And we all know the kind of financial struggles Ring of Honor has seen recently. I just feel like that's nice to point out. They've yeah, not, they're not they're not in the best financial uh, position, and they're paying their wrestlers. They haven't cut anybody, and uh, yeah, I think they have the moral high ground in this situation. Yeah, I legitimately think so. That's a good. That's a really good thing. So, but yeah, we've already we've already plugged our social media. If you want to send us a voice message, whether you're someone that has been uh, affected by this, or if you just want to give your opinion and you're just a fan, you can do that at anchor.fm forward slash radio forward slash message. Anytime we post about uh, on, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook about our episodes, the link is there. So you're welcome to do that too. But yeah, it's just a, a horrible, horrible situation. And our heart goes out to these people and their families. Yeah. And that is Russell Life Radio, where you're not just a fan. Your family. That that's good. I like that. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been our thoughts. I don't know what to call this. Is it a round table? Thoughts of all kinds of stuff. Thoughts for your thoughts. I think the reality is we just needed to get this out there, even if it's just for us, right? If no one ever listened to this episode, I feel like we needed to get this off our chest to, you know, maybe I know it sounds selfish, but make ourselves feel better. I mean, we're huge wrestling fans, and the reality is people that we've been fan of for a long time lost their jobs, and it's heartbreaking. It is. It is. And it's a shame that something like this has to come about for them to give people releases that have been asking for it as well. Yeah, 100%. It's a shame. So don't forget the Revival was just released a few weeks ago, and yes, I know they wanted their release, but that's just more... 100% 100% were released just so they would have less backlash. Now, yeah. in that situation, they seemed like the good guys. They wanted the release, so they gave it to them. They would have been released on this release, I guarantee you, if they weren't released when they requested it last. 1,000%. Yep. Yes. So we'll wrap up with that. But ladies and gentlemen, if like I said, if you want to give your thoughts on this, we will play it on the next episode. Anchor.fm forward slash Wrestle Life Radio forward slash message. Uh, and give us a, leave us a voice message, or you can tweet or message us, and I'll make sure to read them out as well. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys, and we hope that you have an absolutely wonderful day. Absolutely.